Hello, and welcome to the inaugural episode of the Thundering Herds podcast. Today we will be talking about the first Dallas-Fort Worth team to win a championship, the Dallas Cowboys draft picks, and the current hot streak that the Texas Rangers are on right now. So the first topic is the first team that we think will win a championship in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. My pick is the Dallas Mavericks. No. Um, I just believe that Luka Doncic is probably one of the best players in the league right now. The team has been playing very well. They have a good chance in the playoffs this year. The Clippers, I don't know if, like last year, we played them in a really good series. They ended up taking the edge, but I think that we'll have enough We'll have enough fire to be able to get past them this time do, and maybe K, get to the do championship. Do KP and Hardaway show up in the playoffs? I don't know. Hardaway has been playing very well right now. KP is always hurt. I'm not worried about him. Maxi Kleva has been shooting really well, even though he's hurt too. I think he might be able to take a little, a little more responsibility because KP is always hurt. KP, I don't, I don't really players. care. KP, two more players. They need two more frontline no, players. I think in that, two more years. I think they just need one more player, and they might be able to. They might be able to make it to a championship and possibly win. Look at New um, Jersey. How many players they got? They got three frontline players. Dad, Brock, Brooklyn, Brooklyn. Oh, Brooklyn. Yeah. Okay. And, and what about the Lakers? With with when when LeBron James comes back. They've got three frontline players. Look at the Clippers. Who? I mean, you don't have enough. Who do the Lakers have? Three players. Name them. LeBron James, LeBron James, and LeBron James. <laughs> After yeah. that, you don't need anything that, else. That's, that's How a many solid championships point. did you won? A lot. Um, I mean, so who do you think will win championship first in the Dallas-Fort Worth area? It's the Cowboys, and it's not even close. I completely disagree, why, and I want to hear why. Why did they sign Dak? I Why mean, did they sign Dak? Because Dak was the missing piece. Look what happened. Andy Dalton was serviceable, and Andy Dalton will probably do a fine job for the three weeks he gets to start in Chicago. Yeah. But beyond that, they needed defense. They Of all their picks in the draft, they only picked one offensive player. Well, they picked an offensive they picked lineman. Three. And they picked three. There was They had 11 picks that had eight offensive picks. Okay. I mean defensive picks. Excuse me. So they, they addressed a lot of the defensive Yes, needs. they did. Van Der Esch, we don't know about him. The other linebacker? Jalen Smith. Jalen Smith, I can live without him. We got rid of some defensive backs. We brought some free agents in. We drafted defensive backs for depth. We got plenty there. We got we built our defensive line through draft choices and our linebacking core. I think they addressed the needs that mm-hmm. they they had on defense. You add that offense with a much improved defense, you only got to come up to about 15 or 20 in the league on defense. You were dead last last, last year on points scored, rushing yards. I mean, it was despicable it was to terrible. watch. And they somehow miss, missed the playoffs by one game. You yes, add Dak did. in, you get four wins automatically off yeah. that. And you get improved defense, you get two more wins. We're talking 11, 12 win season. This yeah, year. but the last time, last time they had a good record, they went thirteen and three. I'm pretty sure that was Dak's first year with Zeke. They so, were they were red hot. They couldn't make it past any teams in the playoffs. Who in the NFC besides the Cowboys did they get in the playoffs? We'd have to worry about the Packers. No, Aaron Rodgers wants to go to who knows where the heck he wants that's, to go. I to. mean, that's a solid point because the Saints, their salary cap, and they, they had they had they lost their quarterback. Their salary cap is. Out of the roof. And, they had to get rid of a lot of players. someday, Tom Brady's got to fall flat on his face. It's about time for TB12 to finally come back down to earth. The Buccaneers did re-sign every single starting player yeah, that well, they had last every year. every single player they had got older. 
That's a, yeah, I mean, that's true. Uh, their defense was okay, but you still got Gronk. You still got the same wide receivers. You got an old beat-up running back that you got from from um, uh, Jacksonville, uh, the kid out of LSU. And you um, got Tom Brady. Fournette is not old and beaten up. The, the way yeah, he, he played in the playoffs was absolutely unbelievable. Yeah. When you run with that running style like Chuck Muncie or or Billy Sims or Earl Campbell, you're going to get the daylights beat out of you on a regular basis. Yeah. He dishes punishment out, and that wears on a running back, and it adds age, baby. Oh, I it just I age. just thought of another topic for for a future podcast because this guy has a lot of opinions about the legend Derrick Henry, the king. So we're going to go on to our next topic here, which is the Dallas Cowboys draft picks and how they might affect the future of the Dallas Cowboys. I think that Micah Parsons, a lot of people said he was the best um, defensive player in the draft. I 100% agree. All of the videos and film that I've seen of him, he he makes amazing reads during run plays. He, uh, he, plays, the ball, he, he plays the ball well. He became the best defensive player in the draft when the Cowboys missed out on Horn and Sertan. No, a lot of once, people... Mel once Kiker's, they lost the cornerback, once they lost the... Oh, once they lost the cornerback, all of a sudden, Micah Parsons was no, the next I, I greatest thing since sliced bread. I didn't say bread. that. I didn't say that. A lot of people, including Mel Kiper Jr., a lot of the analysts said that Micah Parsons was the best overall rated defensive player in the draft. And I mean, after watching up on his film, I, I so pretty what much that, agree. So what does that say about the linebackers with the Cowboys? Van Der Esch is always hurt. You can't trust him. Jalen Smith was in a was in a funk last year, but that's only because of the <clears throat> the change in defensive style that our terrible defensive <clears throat> coordinator brought here. And the fact that he's gone, and now that we've changed, I'm pretty sure back to a three four. I think it was a four three. I don't remember specifically. But now that we are going to change back with our new Dan Quinn, our new defensive coordinator, I think Jalen Smith might have a better year like his Pro Bowl I'm year before. I'm just as intrigued about the guy that came in at free agency from the Atlanta Falcons that was a Keanu safety. Keanu Neal, yeah. He can, he, can play, a, he can play linebacker. He's one of the best tackling defensive players in the league. They, they added depth in the secondary in the draft and in free agency. Yes. And that other linebacker that they got, was it in the third round, the kid out of... The kid out of North Dakota State that they, actually... I think they got a they got a player out of LSU who yes, was a linebacker. He was at North Dakota State. Yes, and they won yes. three championships, championships, and he ended up he going to LSU. Yeah. Now, when he went to LSU, of course, it was after... It was the year after Burrow, so I mean, so they're not winning they were kind of depleted, but he really was... He stood out on the field as somebody that caught your eye every single time you watched the game. So, <clears throat> I think the depth that they added on defense is going to be extremely helpful, and... If, if you're going to compete in the NFC East, let's be honest, Giants' defense is better. The Redskins' defensive line is The Redskins' defense <clears throat> is insane. But you have just got to put up, with that offense that they've got there, you've got to put up 21 points against the Redskins. Not Redskins, against the Washington football <laughs> team. And, and you can beat them. They don't have enough. They don't have enough offense. They didn't add enough in this draft to do it. So, Cowboys get enough defense, get to 11-12 wins, get in the playoffs. Seattle's down. San Francisco's rebuilding. Minnesota, we don't know what they've got. Green Bay, we may be without Aaron Rodgers. And let's talk a little bit more about the draft. Patrick Sertan was taken a pick before the Cowboys wanted to. Pat, by Pat Sertan. Pat Sertan. Yeah. He, well, uh, I don't think Patrick? his name is Patrick. He shortened it now to yeah, Pat I think instead so. of Patrick. I think so. I his think dad that's... was Patrick Sertan. Yes, he was. I actually saw him play way back then. But anyway... <laughs> um, 
they may have drafted him not for need, but maybe for cachet to be able to trade with Den with Green Bay to bring Aaron Rodgers in. Somebody is going to bite the bullet, swallow that contract, and bring Aaron Rodgers mm-hmm. in. Yeah. And then that means the Packers are nothing. Are the Bears good enough to jump up there? Are the Lions... No, it's not even go there with the Lions. Oh, my God. <laughs> the Lions will... I'm sorry. One of my favorite YouTubers' name is Matthew Maher, MMG. I'm sorry, man, but your Lions are never going to be good. I'm sorry. Well, I mean, they're the, terrible. The one team I think that you need to be worried about is the L.A. Rams. I think the Rams, with adding Matthew Stafford who is a much more established... He's, he's a he's very a solid quarterback. I think he's an upgraded quarterback. Yes, Jared Goff is meh. I think they win the NFC West. North? Or, or no, is it the North? What they're is in the it? West. They're in the West. The, oh, oh, I was thinking of the Lions, but that's my bad. Sorry. He's not with the Lions yes, anymore. Yes, he is. He's we just around. covered that. Pay attention. We did. I'm my, that's my bad. So... I think with the NFC West, I think the Rams come out of there. I think the Cowboys come out of the East. I don't know. The Seahawks, out man. Of, the Seahawks. Russell Wilson's still one of the best Yeah, but their the defense kept getting worse and yeah. worse and worse. He, and I, I actually think that eventually Russell's going to want out of, out of Seattle. Maybe, yeah. So I, I don't know how many days he has left. Maybe he gets traded next year, but... And they, then they, they, got, they, they got, are slipping. They got big old Donkey Kong Metcalf over there. That guy's yeah, huge. Yeah, he, he is huge. But you you can't do it with one guy. So, I mean, that's that's yeah. everything I got on the draft. Yeah, the draft, that's pretty much it for the draft. So, the next thing we're going to cover here is the <clears throat> current hot streak that our Texas Rangers are on right now. <clears throat> and the first person that I want to talk about is IKF Isaiah Connor-Falefa. He has been much improved this year when it comes to power, just contact hitting. He's one of the best fielding players in the entire MLB. He's currently hitting 279 with five home runs and 17 RBIs. He has like combined over his first three years like something like eight home runs. He already has five this year so far. He's on a tear. And then... I also want to talk about my man, number 53, the left fielder, Adolis Garcia. My man is hitting 278 with eight home <clears throat> runs and 21 RBIs and only 97 at-bats. He is absolutely tearing <clears throat> up the ball, and I I'm, I just love watching this kid. He's he's unbelievable. Every, every game, you can expect to get a notification from MLB at-bat on your phone saying that Adolis Garcia has driven somebody in. He's just on an absolute tear. Uh, um, I, I, you got your two. I got my two. Go I th- for it. I think the reason I think the reason why we don't have Ruggie Odor anymore is because of Nick Solak. That I he's insane. Nick Solak started the season off hot, then he fell into a huge slump, and now he's hot again. This guy is a table setter. He'll steal bases. He plays a steady second base. He's going to hit you two eighty to three hundred. Probably give you 15 home runs, maybe drive in 60, but he may score 100 runs in a season. He's a hustle guy, and yes, I is. think I think that now that he's got time to play fully on a day-to-day basis, you've got your second baseman for the next five or six years. I be- yeah, I believe that. And I think just by accident, trading for a guy that was on a bench to come in here, Nate Lowe is tearing the world up. He is. He Nate is Lowe showing, is playing very well. You know, he, he was on. He was. On Tampa Tampa Bay's team last year when they went to the World Series. And he got spot starts here and there. But I'm telling you, this guy is is an above-average defensive first baseman. 
He's got more pop than we thought. He's driven in. I think he's still, if he's not leading the league in RBIs, he's still in the top one he's, or two. I'm pretty sure he's number two. I mean, it, it is, I think it's Jose Abreu. And did we expect that when the season started? No, no because not. we were still trying to figure out whether it was going to be him or whether it was going to be the, the the kid that we had. Was it Guzman? Yeah, Guzman. And, and Guzman tore up. In uh, the Dominican in League, Dominican he was the MVP. League. Yeah, and, and, and he, he just he just can't translate it to the MLB. He can't. He is what they used to call. He's a um, a four A player. He's stuck between Triple yeah. A and the majors. He's not good enough to be an everyday major league player, but he's a great Triple A player. He is. That's and right. I. What do we have to look forward to as the season goes on? I know they're eight and three in their last eleven right now, which is great. Which is fantastic. Which is more than we could. They're only for. one game below five hundred right now. Yeah, but you know what? It isn't going to sustain. It. I. Uh, honestly, like. They're not. I, gonna, agree, I agree. They're not going to be a five hundred team. No, they might win seventy five games at most. <clears throat> um, so what's the what's the plan? I'll tell you what the my opinion of what the plan is. The plan is this: at the trade deadline, there are going to be people beating on their door for a couple of players. And I, I just want to talk about a couple more people. I want to talk about our pitching staff real quick. Kohei Arihara. Um, what's his name? Uh, Gibson. Kyle. Kyle Gibson. Kyle Gibson is trade deadline. And Dane Dunning. They have pitched unbelievably well. I, like I did not expect this from the Rangers pitching staff. They gave away what's his name last year, number thirty-three. He was he was a very good pitcher, big Lowe? old husky guy. What was his name? Was it Lowe? No. No. What was that guy's name? What was his name? Not they gave Lyle. away Mike Miner. Um, he did not pitch well last and the guy, year. The guy that he, they traded him to Chicago. I can't remember yeah. his name. But he was our pitcher of the year last year. Won like 16, 17 games. Yeah, he almost won the... He came real close to the Cy Young. What was his name? i got to look it up. Right I don't want to look it up. But um, We're just... Uh, technical difficulties. One second. Well, I, I, let's let's get to where I'm going with this. While he looks that up... I think Ian Kennedy is has not blown a save yet, if I remember. I mean, he's got like eight or nine saves. He's going to be gone at the trade deadline. Somebody's going to be looking for a closer who's a contender. And Gibson, as much as he's pitching his heart out and he's he's back to the form that he had when he was mi- mi- with Minnesota, Lynn, you know, four or five years ago, um, too bad, so sad. It's, it's going to be, we're going to trade for younger. That's what this franchise is doing. If we win 75 games this year... And if our manager is not nominated in one of the top five choices for manager of the year, oh, absolutely, absolutely, it's time to get young. And I seriously think if it goes on one more year, I know he's heating up right now. He's up to six home runs, but the Joey Gallo experiment. Oh, I'm done with him. Joey Gallo is a great defensive outfielder. I'll give him that. And he is freaking Paul Bunyan. It looks like he's got a toothpick in his hand. He's up there swinging. But you think you could make contact? You Maybe. know, look, Jackson's a baseball player. I was a baseball player. Nowhere on the level of these guys. But you think you might be able to keep the bat in the hitting zone a little bit longer there, Joey? Are you trying to chop down trees for crying out loud? Keep the keep the bat in the hitting zone longer. Shorten your swing if you have to. But for the love of God, this uppercut thing, it's either a pop-up, a strikeout, or a home run. It's getting old. He used to play with Bryce Harper, right, who has one of the fastest bats in the league. They grew up in the same city. He had one of the fastest bats in the league. His bat stays in the zone longer than 99% of the people in the MLB, and he's played amazing throughout his career. 
Can they not get together and maybe talk well, about they, a couple of things? They also they also played with the the guy who was on the same team as the third baseman for the, Sh- the Chris Chicago Bryant. Cubs. Chris Br- Bryant's one of the best hitters in the league on the low ball, kind of like Mike Trout. Um, Chris Bryant, yeah, he can't hit the high pitch because that's not what he's trained to do. Oh, and, and, and Joey, I mean, there are four guys on the first base side of the infield for crying out loud. Four guys. You think a, you might? You could put a bunt down. You could try to take it the other way. Can just, you hit the ball to the opposite field every once in a while? And, and you add twenty points to your batting average. You get it up to two fifty. You hit forty home runs. You drive in a hundred. You're all world. You're doing television commercials. You're on Wheaties boxes and all this kind of stuff. Where are you playing right now, dude? It's the Mendoza line, and it's getting old. Um. Like what I was talking about earlier with uh, Mike Miner and Lance Lynn, giving those two away and having Jordan Lyles, who hasn't pitched great, but having Kyle Gibson, who nobody expected to pitch this well, out of this year. Well, he's he was a new draft pick. No, out of we this got year, Dunning from the Cubs. I mean, did, from the White he, Sox. Yes, we got him in he the trade. He came over and he for did, Lance Lynn. Yeah, and for Lance Lynn. I, nobody expected the pitching staff to be pitching this well with the people that we had and the people that we'd given away. I'm just extremely impressed by the way that the Rangers have been playing with this absolutely, unbelievably bad roster. How much of it is the ballpark? Um, the ballpark? Um, no, a, a lot of our pitchers have been strikeout pitchers so far. Yeah, but you know what? That ballpark is bigger than the, the field that it we is, closed absolutely. two years ago. And, and I, the ball also carried because we were outside and there was more open air. And I don't I haven't seen the numbers yet on whether the ball flies better with the roof open. It does. It does. In this place. There haven't been enough games yet really this season to really determine. And I don't think our lineup is but I don't, with, I don't, other than Joey and, I the, don't know. and the kid that we brought in. I don't know how many we've been hitting a, we We've been hitting a lot of home runs. Solak has seven. Lowe has... Eight, I'm pretty sure. Adolis Garcia has eight. Joey has five. Isaiah Connor Fluffa has five. We've hit a good amount of home runs in this building, Zolak, and I Garcia. think I think we're doing pretty fine in the power department we right now. We got 44 home runs. How many games we played? We've played uh, 17 plus 18, 35. So about one one and a third home runs a game. That's impressive. That's okay. You know, but you know what? The team batting average has got to come up though. Yeah, I mean, I mean we're only hitting two forty four. But look at the squad. look at the overall players on our roster. The the Anderson Tejeda, he hasn't been playing well. What's the guy? He's Leody Tavares. That kid is hitting below a hundred. I'm pretty sure <coughs> that's going to be affecting our team batting average. Um, I don't think we have a single person hitting three hundred. I mean, the yeah, last couple of years we haven't. I don't think we do. Yeah, you do. His name is his name is Calhoun Willie Calhoun. Oh, he's only played like ten games though. No, he hasn't. Yeah, he has. He, Willie Calhoun has played 18 games. 18 man, out of 35. Hitting, he's hitting he's played half the games. Okay, well, you know, 18 he, games sample. I, I'd say Willie Calhoun is probably our best overall hitter. Well, they're, he, they're he batting him a, leadoff. He has a lot of pop. He can he can hit uh, contact. He can hit to the opposite field. Well, you know that's what he's here for. He, he's not the best. IKF was struggling until they moved into the bottom of the lineup. Now when he bats seventh, he hits much better than he's at hitting number way one. better. And you, you've got to distribute these guys throughout your lineup. <clears throat> I mean, you've got you've got the you've got the power there with Garcia and Gallo and Lowe. I don't know if those guys are back to back to back, but they're probably within they a couple usually of spots are, yes. each other. Three, four, five, four, five, six, something like that. I and think it's usually it's usually Joey Lowe Garcia. But three, we four, need, five. We need these other guys with speed. We need Solak. Well, let's talk Solak about. is sneaky fast. You know, uh, 
Pujols was let go the other day. From he, yeah, he was designated to assignment. That's completely dis. That's so unbelievably disrespectful. You know, who I, we, I still you know don't understand do same, that. We need to do the same thing with Dahl. Oh my God, that guy! Why did we? Why did we bring he's him under, in he's here? He's completely underperforming. Albert Pujols is just one thing I have to say. I'm really sorry, dude. I feel like they should. The Cardinals should pick you up for like a one day contract so you can retire with the team that you were actually like amazing with. I feel like that might there, be a there good idea. W- there was speculation, but I think the manager Larusa actually debunked it about him rejoining with Larusa in Chicago with the White Sox. But they said they had. I think that the report was they have too many bats. They really don't need him, and yeah. he didn't get to play. Uh, somebody should let this guy finish out his career. Yeah, I feel really bad for him. He has, I mean, yeah, he hasn't been hitting well, but he's one of the best players like of all time. 667 home runs. I think he has the second most RBIs in MLB history. He's he has more than 3,000 hits. He's a fir- he's a probably. What's it called? Where they make the Hall of Fame and everybody votes for him to oh, get in? Oh, unanimous. He's he's a unanimous Hall of Famer for sure. He's Mariano Rivera. He's Derek Jeter. He he's he's in that category. I don't feel like that's fair for him to be uh, designated to assignment. Well, careers end. They do. Yeah, of course. But and that's it I should think, be the end of the season when he's one of the things he, you're gonna have to come to reality with someday. Hey, is that eventually baseball will be done. Yeah, I had to do it. He but had I to mean, do like, it. you'll have to do it. I mean, like. This is one of the best players of all time. It should be the end of the season before he has to make that decision to retire. Um, that's going to be the end of our podcast today. Episode 2 will be coming out soon. Um, thank you, and uh, have a good day.